Hi there, it's Jillian, and I want to tell you about Jillian on Love Plus, your way to get even more Jillian on Love each week by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Patreon. You can access exclusive bonus episodes with extras, including answers to your most burning questions, advice on all things dating and relationships, and much more. Check out the link in the episode description for more information. Hi there, this is Jillian on Love, and I'm on a mission to teach people how to transform their romantic relationships by first transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you are in a relationship, you're single or heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationship with themselves through their bodies, breaths, and minds. I have now coached and taught thousands of people to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up for and within their love lives. In today's episode, we are doing something a little bit new. It's called, What Would Jillian Say? And this is where I have invited people who apply to come on the show and they come on anonymously and I coach them through a problem that they're facing. And in today's episode, I help a woman who is um, dating and can't seem to find the person she wants to date. And she's not quite sure if she's being too picky, but really why I chose to speak to her is because she wrote in and she said, I don't know if I'm meant to be in a relationship or if I know how to actually love. And when I read that, I thought, hmm, that's a very common belief that people have that like, maybe like this whole relationship thing, I'm just not cut out for it. And what hurts about that is what the person wants deep down is to be in a relationship. And it's so hard to want something, but at the same time, believe that somehow you are not supposed to have it. And it's something, it's not, you know, we're not talking about a car, we're talking about love. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation. And even if you are not exactly in this person's position, the things that I tell her, you never know what's going to completely strike a nerve in you. And you might actually see very much yourself in this conversation. And so what would Jillian say? What would I say? Here you go. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. So (laughs) tell me what your question is. Why are you here? Why are we talking today? I could probably chat your ear off. I am 32, going on 33. I was married young, divorced young. I mean, when I say young, I was like 25. Marriage lasts for a year and a half. I moved to New York. And after a series of dating very casually, dating for fun, I this year was in the mindset of wanting to meet somebody intentionally. And in the past, I've noticed that I've dated men who are good or great, wonderful. And I find myself losing interest really fast. And this year in particular, you know, I started a new career. I graduated school. I got a great job. So I was like, I'm ready. I'm finally ready. So I meet this guy who 
seemed wonderful. In the beginning, I was really excited about him. And a few months in, I just started noticing that I wasn't feeling connected to him to the point where he almost started irritating me. And I felt horrible. And there's really a part of me that I feel like maybe broken where I can't, like I really question whether or not I can truly love someone or be in love with someone or be committed full term, long term. Were you in love with your ex-husband? I think so. I was young and a lot of cultural factors played. What cultural factors? I'm South Asian. Okay. Was it arranged? It's funny. I'd like to say that I wish it was arranged so I could blame it on my parents, but <laughs> it was love. It was it was my choice. And I would say for a time period, I thought I, I did love him. Mm-hmm. And why did it end? I think the true answer is I truly didn't know who I was. So I don't think I knew what I would want from a partner. And the more I figured out who I was and what I wanted, I realized it was not him. <laughs> I think that's fair. You were young. Yeah. And um, we just, we grew apart. There was a lot of contention. He was young, partying a lot. So, but internally I knew that he just wasn't right for me. So you, you divorced a year and a half ago, you said? No, I divorced. I'm going on seven, eight years, but I was married for a year and a half. Oh, you were you married for a year and a half. You've been divorced for seven, eight years. So in the seven and eight years, what's been going on in your life? You New career, graduated yeah. school, yeah, casual relationships. Tell me a little bit about your life in, that, in the last seven to eight years. I moved to New York, which in itself was a whole new world for me. I always grew up in suburbs and I actually grew up abroad. Moved to New York, tried to figure myself out, tried to figure out what I would want to do for a living. Played around in the beauty industry for a little while, was very unhappy. And then I decided to go to grad school, did that for two years. And then this year I graduated. I got a new full-time job. It's my first big girl job, so I'm very proud of it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. And in between, I've made beautiful friendships. I've met a lot of women that I care about dearly and care about me. I have a sister here and I feel very loved and I feel like I have a good group of girlfriends. But like with dating, I've always, even in conversation with my friends, I've always feel like I've just operated dating differently. How so? It feels like I was always more like casual and, you know, a lot of my girlfriends would fall in love and I have felt strongly from men, definitely, but it would pass and, you know, nothing really worked out. So there's a part of me that thinks like, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> well, tell me about like what those feelings were in the beginning. Like, were you, were you ever like super excited about someone in the beginning, super attracted? super pumped by the possibility or the potential of what it could be? Have you ever had that experience? I've had it with one person, but that person was, it was like a friend that grew into a situationship and he didn't even live in the state. He lived mm -hmm. in a different state. So I think psychologically deep down, I kind of knew it would never be a thing, mm -hmm. but I, I haven't felt that strongly for someone in a long time. And this is years ago. Mm -hmm. And so what's going on with the current guy? So I broke up with him. <laughs> you broke up with him. Um, how, long, how long were you seeing him? All in all, I want to say about five to six months. And you broke up with him because? I just wasn't feeling it. And I felt wrong that he was pretty excited about it. And I wasn't connecting with him. I didn't feel connected with him. 
or to him, I should say. I wasn't really looking forward to seeing him. I wasn't feeling physically attracted to him. Were um, you in the beginning, like in the first in the month? I was, uh, I was very interested in him, mm-hmm. I will say. What made him interesting to you? <laughs> um, on paper, I remember, here's what I'll tell you. I remember the first date that I met him afterwards, I texted my best friend and I told her that like, wow, this guy is really husband material. He, it was kind and, you know, inquisitive, slightly traditional values. He's Southern and he just felt warm. So it was a great first date. We lost touch in the beginning because um, he had just moved to New York. So he just didn't seem like in a place where he could see me regularly or talk regularly. So I ended it the first time. And then he circled back this year where we reconnected. And I was very honest. And I said, I do want to get to know you. But if we want to get to know each other, I'm going to need to see you more and talk to you more. And he was on board. And in the beginning, it felt nice. And I was excited. But also, I think that because of our schedules, we couldn't really see each other that often. So I found myself almost even like, I guess, losing interest slowly, Mm -hmm. very, very slowly. And there'll be, and I think I'm like also very critical. So when I am with him, I hyper focus on like how many questions he's asking me, what questions is he asking me to the point where sometimes I think I lose sight of like how the person's making me feel. Mm-hmm. I also like because I am a psychotherapist and I do a lot of reading on my own. I think I do too much of reading sometimes. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you yeah. a question. Were you ever sexually attracted to him? Was I ever sexually attracted to him? In the beginning, yes. But I don't think that he was ever somebody I was like, yeah, you know. Yeah, um, that's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. Did he bore you? Yes. Okay. So what's, what is the expectation? Do you have a, is there still a family expectation of you in terms of who you date? No. Do you have to date within your culture? No. <laughs> I date outside of my culture. Okay. So let me ask you a question. What do you want? Oh, Lord. I would like to be married again. I would like to be someone's wife again and have partnership and share my life with someone and have companionship. And be in love. I don't, I can't remember the last time I was in love. Do you know what it feels like to feel in love? I mean, because I think it's a confusing thing. I think, I think sometimes we think we're in love. Like, what does love mean to you? Like, what does it mean to actually love someone? I think be feeling safe and honored mm-hmm. and respected, knowing that this person will always have your back, sharing your values and your hopes and your dreams. I think that would feel like in love and like this like internal like pull and Mm -hmm. have like happiness and fun with someone. This episode is brought to you by Daily Harvest. I am someone who likes to eat well. I love food, but I like to also eat really well sourced food and good for me food. And thankfully, with Daily Harvest, I am getting the best of both worlds, really delicious food that's also good for you. Daily Harvest helps keep my stomach and my freezer full by delivering my favorite fruit and veggie packed meals right to my door. And they've got some new additions for dinner, such as pasta, think pesto, bolognese, primavera, but with a lot more veggies and a lot less work. Plus, their pasta is gluten-free, dairy-free, and ready in under 10 minutes. Now you're speaking my language. 
With little time in the calendar between holidays and parties and just work stuff, I get easy to prep options for other times of day too, like smoothies, harvest bowls, and soups from Daily Harvest. I never have to think about what to cook and I can skip the shopping, chopping, and post-cooking cleanup. It's really good for these days and these weeks where I just am very, very busy. By using recyclable packaging when possible, Daily Harvest is doing their part to take care of our earth, which helps me limit my waste and also feel good. Get the best of both worlds with Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash J-O-L to get up to $65 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash J-O-L for up to $65 off your first box. dailyharvest.com slash J-O-L. So tell me in a couple of words what was missing in the casual relationships of the last seven years of your life. Was it fun? It was fun. Mm -hmm. It was fun, but there was always an understanding that, not always, but it just seemed, it seemed a little detached. From your end? From both, I would say. Mm -hmm. Or it just didn't feel right, or maybe values didn't align. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, have you ever let someone in to your world at all? Like, do you share much about yourself with these people, these men who you've dated? Do you talk at all about, I don't know, things that you're struggling with or things that really excite you? Only people ask. Only when people ask. And a lot of people don't ask. Yeah. Okay. So are you vulnerable with your friends? Or do you wait for them to ask you questions until you share things about yourself? I'm vulnerable with some friends and mm-hmm. I feel comfortable sharing with them. And my, my sister is my best friend. I share with her a lot too. Right. And uh, who in your family, what growing up, who did mm-hmm. you have to be to get all the, to get the attention and love in your family? <laughs> Were you a straight I'm, A student? Were you? No. Okay. I was the youngest, mm-hmm. so always spoiled, but not rotten. I just always got attention. My family always cared for me. Till this day, my sisters, you know, cooks me dinner and like I don't lift a finger. So I would say like I'm pretty quintessentially the youngest. Okay. Got it. So if you were to like create like a psychological yeah. blueprint yeah. of like the man, like in your mind, the perfect man. I know we know that there's no such thing as perfect, but in your mind, like the perfect guy and like the perfect relationship. You told me a little bit about it. What's going on? What's your blueprint of what that, what that guy, what that man is and how he is in the relationship with you? I think perfect guy would be, do I include a physical, physical looks? Um, Sure. But like, let's, can you, can you think of something beyond the physical? Yes. Who's first? I mean, educated, successful, ambitious, somebody who has strong family values, Mm -hmm. somebody who's supportive, emotionally, emotionally intelligent, kind, respectful, can have fun, but also kind of take it easy sometimes and not always have to be overstimulated. 
somebody who I could talk to about, you know, either like worldly events or silly little Hollywood gossip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody who will let me also take care of them. I think because I'm South Asian, I, I like to do, you know, like the cooking and cleaning and kind of just like showing like that type of care who would let me in and do that as well. Um, and how close are you with your father? My father passed away about three years ago. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. He was sick for a really long time. Um, and were so, you close with him? Yes, in the sense that I felt loved and cared about, but it wasn't like I would go talk to him about everything. Mm-hmm. And you want a man who you can talk to about everything? Yes. <laughs> what if I were to tell you that that man doesn't exist? I would believe it. <laughs> and that that's okay because you have siblings, from yeah. what I understand. You yes. have really good friends. And so you don't have to talk to your partner about everything. Right. You submitted a question that said, I don't know if I'm capable. I think that yeah. was the word that you used of loving or being in a relationship. Yes. That's what you said, right? Yes. You question if you're capable. First of all, you're entirely capable. I understand your pain. But I think you may, and I'm just throwing this out there and you can let me know how it lands for you. I think you may have a case of the no one is good enough for me. Oh, God. <laughs> and yeah. this isn't really, I'm not saying there may have been, these guys, some of these men that you've dated in the last seven years could very well have been boring and not right for you. I'm sure many yeah. of them weren't. But... Sometimes when we have an absent father, whether his absence is because of illness, whether his absence is because he's actually passed, whether his absence is because he's just not as, you know, he's not the person that you would necessarily go to for emotional support. I'm sure there was, he gave a lot of support in other ways. Yes. Sometimes what happens then that we're unconsciously looking for a man to be everything that daddy wasn't. And I think you're, luckily, you're used to getting a lot of love. You're used to being spoiled as the youngest. I understand I'm the youngest too. <laughs> and I think that, you know, you you made a really interesting correction to your languaging earlier. You said, I haven't met someone who, like, I don't feel a connection with. And then you corrected yourself by saying connected to or something like, or yes, mm-hmm. like connected to. But it really is about building a connection with someone. And in right. order to do that, you actually have to share. Yeah. It's not just about, I mean, certainly they have to ask questions too. And I'm certainly not suggesting that you, you know, give your heart away to someone who's not acting interested. Yes. But you have to open up. There's no man out there who's going to come with his like, you know, chisel and like try to like crack your heart open with his questions and all of that. That makes sense. Yeah. I know logically it's not, it probably doesn't ring true, but is there a part of you that resonates with this? Yes, absolutely. Would your friends, do you think, agree with this? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so they've said to you, no one's good enough for you? 
In some shape or form, yes. <laughs> right. Because you find the one thing that's like something wrong with them. And so it's interesting because it's this interesting paradox, and it's not unique to you, of wanting love and wanting intimacy so much, but then being terrified of it. And then we, instead of acknowledging that we're terrified of intimacy, we have all these little funny things that we do when we're afraid. And we will like find the one thing that we don't like about the person that's not even a real character flaw. It's just like an annoyance. And we will glom onto that. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden we're turned off, you know, then nothing ever goes anywhere. And then what happens is that you're safe again. Yes. You're safe. You're in control. You don't have to lose control. That makes so much sense to me. Good. This episode is sponsored by Copilot. Discovering Copilot has been really fantastic and really just a great addition to my whole exercise and wellness routine, honestly. It's a service that links you with an affordable real life personal trainer. And by the way, I met with my personal trainer and um, the moment that I met with her, I just knew that she was someone who knew exactly what she was talking about and knew about the body. And this is something that I take very, very seriously as someone who taught yoga for almost 20 years. I won't work with just anyone. And so I was very impressed. The thing about Copilot that's really fantastic is that there is real person accountability there's flexibility for your schedule. And like I said, truly expert training that is actually affordable. So you also get personalized workout plans, regular progress check-ins, support and guidance. And honestly, the workout programs are designed around your specific lifestyle. And that's really the flexibility piece, which I think is very key. And you have the ability to work out your convenience with or without a gym. It's cost-effective compared to traditional in-person training, offers benefits and support of personal training without the big price tag. So I can't say enough good things about it. I'd love for you to follow my lead to get fit and feel fabulous. Give Copilot a try to find out why it was listed by Forbes as the top-rated personal trainer app of 2023. Head to go.mypilot.com slash Jillian to get a 14-day free trial with your own personal trainer. That's go.mycopilot.com slash Jillian to get a free 14-day trial with your very own personal trainer. Take a backseat and let Copilot help you reach your fitness goals. The thing is, you like losing a parent at such a young age is a really big deal. As I'm sure, since you're a psychotherapist, I'm sure you know that, right? Like the grief from that can impact us in a way that we're not even consciously aware of. Yes. And it can make us feel really out of control. So how do you break out of, how do I break yeah. out of it? Right. It's like, okay, so now we understand I'm afraid of intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> and now what? Um, now what? Well, now you get to practice. Okay. Now you get to practice going out on dates. Okay. You don't have to, you know, just commit to the first guy that comes around. 
But you get to practice opening up. And you get to practice opening up similarly to how you would with some friends. Now, you're not going to tell your whole life story. Like a stranger does not deserve the intimate details of your life. But you can slowly start to reveal a little bit about yourself without them necessarily asking. You just share. Yes, I could do that. Yeah. And you'll need to take a deep breath when you do that. And you'll need to check in with your body often to scan for any tension in your body and where it might be collecting and using your breath, particularly a longer exhalation, to relax your body and to share because that's how we form connections with other people. And I think that this desire to feel safe with someone, I mean, that's just like part of our DNA. But you're never really going to know if, like, you want to be able to open up to someone, you know, over time, over dates, slowly, you know, sharing a little bit about yourself. You're not sharing your deepest trauma, just sharing a little bit. And then how he responds to that is really what's most important. Is he listening? Is he curious to know more? Does he share about himself mm-hmm. as a result of you opening up to him? I can do it. And, yeah. And so I think that that's really the first step that you really need to take is just understanding that and building that kind of connection with a man, a guy. Rather than, you know, going on your dates and waiting for him to ask all the right questions. <laughs> and is he doing enough of this? Is he doing too much of that? And now when you start to notice trying to find, you know, excuses for not giving a guy a chance, like you can ask yourself, is this like my fear? Like what's going on here? Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. It is scary. <laughs> but I think that. Well, first of all, I mean, you move to New York. I mean, I'm a New Yorker. So like anyone who like moves to New York City has lots of courage. (laughs) That's first and foremost. You're like, have your real job, your real profession. It sounds like you're embarking on like the journey of not just a job, but like your career, like a big part of your identity. So you have the courage, but you've been really trying to play it safe. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's almost paradoxical because, you know, you're a little bit bored, (laughs) right? But it gets more exciting. I mean, some people are just kind of are going to bore you and just not be right for you. But it potentially gets more exciting with someone when you are, you know, opening up about things and like gossiping about current (laughs) affairs or like pop culture. Do that with your girlfriends. Maybe you'll find a guy who you can do that with. And that's like a nice little perk. <laughs> but it can't be a priority because you got your girlfriends to do that with. True, I do. And yes, I totally understand wanting to talk about cultural affairs. I do think smart people yeah. want an intellectual connection with the person that they're in a relationship with. Yeah. So I don't poo-poo that. But once again... 
that is also safe. What's not safe or what is potentially risky is being vulnerable. I hear you. I hear you. I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Very insightful and um, gives me hope. Yeah. So when you start to get in that frame of thinking, like maybe I'm not meant for love or, you know, whatever it is, like for shits and giggles, <laughs> why don't you share what are some of the things that you say to yourself and say it in a way that you actually say it to yourself, like reenact it for me and for the people who are listening? Ooh. Honestly, I think sometimes I'm like, oh, you dumb bitch. Yeah. And what and, comes um, after, oh, you dumb bitch? Again, like, what is wrong with you? Mm, oh, you dumb bitch. Again, another relationship or affair, casual affair that didn't work out. What's wrong with you? Yes. What else? Um, uh, Again, like you're never, you're, you're never going to find someone. You're never going to find someone. I think it's like, you're never going to find someone if you keep doing this. You're never going to find someone if you keep doing this. When you say, if you keep doing this, if you keep doing what? Just losing interest in good guys. (laughs) Yeah. Keep having like random casual thing, hookups with random casual people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's safe. So why don't you, if you want to find someone, why don't you date without sex and really spend a couple of months getting to know someone, not just anyone, obviously it'd be someone who you find interesting, you know, you have similar values, there's some physical attraction there. And really take some time to get to know that person before it becomes something sexual. Yes. I think that sounds like something I've never done before, and I'm very open to it. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So a lot of people dread the holidays. Not everyone, but a lot of people tend to feel pretty sad during the holidays. This is when if you're going through a breakup or divorce where you feel really alone or maybe you just don't get along with your family and it brings up a lot of hard memories. So this time of the year, as much as it can be joyous for a lot of people, it really can be a hard time for many other people. And it's really natural to feel some sadness or anxiety around it. But adding something new and very positive to your life can counteract some of these feelings. Therapy is something that can be really helpful during times of stress and change. And it could also be something to look forward to because it makes you feel grounded and gives you tools to manage everything going on. And it's also someone to talk to who you trust and who gets you. I know that when I have gone through very difficult periods in my life, just having someone to talk to and to help me problem solve has been incredibly, incredibly useful. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. First of all, it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule, which is fantastic. All you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. 
And you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge, which is a really great perk because sometimes it takes a minute to find the right match for you. It's a relationship after all, and relationships are important. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash on love today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash on love. This episode is sponsored by Indeed. Is hiring challenging? Why, yes, it is. Hiring anyone to do any particular job, especially when it is an important job, is hard. But do you love a challenge? I would say, yes, I know I do. So when it comes to hiring, you need a hiring partner that can help you rise to the challenge that is hiring. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending multiple hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data. One of the things that I happen to love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because, like I said, it can be really difficult. You're just going on a bunch of different platforms and it can just be overwhelming. And the thing is, is that candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in a search, according to U.S. Indeed data. So... We get you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. So basically, Indeed does the hard work for you. Like I said, it matches you with quality candidates instantly. That's really, really, really fantastic. So start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash J-O-L. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash J-O-L. Just go to Indeed.com slash J-O-L and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash J-O-L. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So I think you know, like, sometimes when we're getting the same result, Mm -hmm. there's a few things we have to do. We have to change our strategy. Right. And we also have to change our story. (laughs) And you're going into these things already with the bias of, you're not going to meet anyone. The same thing is going to happen again. I'm not capable of love. Safe, 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 safe. Change my mindset and change this my strategy. Yeah, start challenging the story that you have. I don't know. I mean, we could go on and on and on, but I, you know, I don't know where that story actually comes from. I think there's maybe some deeper roots to that. But I do think that my guess, based on your reaction to my words, mm-hmm. is that losing your father and the grief of that has had a profound impact on you. And... You don't want to lose anyone else. 
And so if you can not be vulnerable with someone, losing them is no big deal. <laughs> that sounds like it's true. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're going to watch the story that you tell yourself. You're going to be much kinder to yourself now that you understand that like your unconscious just has this really nifty plan to keep you safe. Yeah. And you're going to change your strategy. You're going to change your approach to dating. Yes. And you're going to go slower and you're going to practice vulnerability and really starting to build a connection with someone and see where that takes you. And then you got to let me know. You got to write in and, and I would love <laughs> to check in with you um, to do like a follow up for the show, I don't know, we can figure it out maybe in a month or two months or something like that. I would be delighted. Okay, wonderful. Do you have any questions for me? No, except thank you. I followed your work for a while and it's surreal mm. that I'm chatting with you. And uh -huh. just thank you. It feels <laughs> warm. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad. And most of all, it resonates as true for you. Yes? Yes. That's the okay. most important thing. Thank you so much, Jillian. It was a pleasure to meet you. You're going to try that. I will You're going to do it. things differently. You're going to tell your girlfriends about this. You're going to tell them about what you want to do. You're going to see what they say. And I'm then we'll you. check in in a few weeks. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate Take it. Care. Take Likewise. care. Likewise. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this week. I know that when we do this again, we're going to showcase two people in one episode. So it'll be a little bit longer, but I wanted to see how you all, what you all thought about this. Honestly, I would really love to hear from you. So if you can reach out to me at hello at jillianonlove.com and let me know if this episode resonated with you and let me know if once a month you want an episode called What Would Jillian Say? Let me know if this was helpful. And if there was just anything in this episode that you think that could help someone else, please do not hesitate to share. That's what helps us. And much more importantly, you just never know whose life you could be impacting and changing just by clicking share and until next time and i thank you for listening jillian on love is a q code production executive produced by david henning and steve wilson produced by shin yin hu editing and music by will tendy On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Carlos King, one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television. I am thrilled to announce Reality with the King, where we'll discuss all things reality TV. I have interviewed everyone from Nene Leakes, Teresa Judice. 
and Kenya Moore. Each episode, we will rehash shocking betrayals, honey. Yes! Hilarious shade and all the drama. Reality with the King podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts.